Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Football Friday on The Fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. Coming up uh, this hour, you guys still got the worst day on the web. To get to, we will run through some of the great slates. We have an awesome all overall college football weekend in front of us uh we do got to dive into the ducks and the beavers uh tilts as well with the cardinal coming in to Otson stadium eight o'clock right here on the fan yeah 8 p.m that is a late kick meanwhile the beavs are down in salt lake for utah at 11 a.m um tomorrow morning we got great college football and then we got to dive into some nfl as well because there's injury news and notes flying around like crazy not feeling so high on my detroit lions pick or i guess it's our detroit lions pick our we'll have all of that still to come well let's talk about the pac-12 weekend because one of those great games in college football uh is tonight and it's down in the rose bowl where i don't think any people are going to be there um but friday night game UCLA undefeated 4-0 taking on 15th ranked undefeated Washington two unbeatens here and we're almost a I wish that they played this game tomorrow because we could say you had two Pac-12 teams unbeaten in the month of October meeting up no it's September 30th number one why I understand UCLA is UCLA nobody gives a damn but the Rose Bowl is a rad place to watch a game yeah, but not for a, not for a UCLA game. It's a different atmosphere. I know that, but it's not like, the buzz. But I mean, like, it's still like yeah. it's, it's a cool place to watch a game. Like, it's 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 such a bummer that they're not showing up at all. I, I think of it in these terms: I, UCLA is a tough draw on an expected day of football. What's going to happen when it's a day that? A lot of football fans will be at high school football games or just are not going to be rolling out to a 7.30 p.m. kick because they don't want to stay up that late because they wouldn't go to a UCLA game in the middle of the day either. I I cringe to think of what the attendance is going to look like for this game. And if I'm UCLA, I'm trying to put everybody in that stadium on one side of the stadium a la the Super Bowl, like when they had Super Bowl one there. 
when they had Super Bowl one, they had the Super Bowl, they moved everybody to one side of the stadium so it looked more full than it was because they couldn't even sell that bad boy out. Now, or it was so in a Super Bowl two, one, whatever the first Super Bowl that was in the Rose Bowl was. They had to move everybody to one side of the stadium because it looked empty in there. That's what UCLA should do because it is embarrassing to see some of their attendance. And they're, un, they're 4-0 and undefeated. Granted, they played some pretty terrible teams. But at the same time, you have an undefeated Washington team coming down where it's a, you could finally make some headway with folks and say, no, 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 no. UCLA is a real team this year because Chip Kelly, man, he's got to make some moves in the conference play. Uh, for him, to, I know he got his extension this past year, but there is there's a lot of movement that needs to be done in conference play for UCLA. They cannot afford to stumble and stumble horrifically out of the gate against this UW team. That's the thing is is it considered a stumble if if they never really got up on their feet? Well, they are on their feet. They're four and zero and absolutely crushing most of their teams. And that is, I mean, that taking care of what's in front of you is 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 the job. And it's not sexy. It's not fun. But again, and I think, I think they finished off the year last year with three straight wins mm-hmm. as well. So they've won seven in a row, carrying over from last year. And that's what's going to be interesting about tonight's game is that and then one's going to be the, the crazy Pac-12 after dark Friday night game, which you know that's always a totally normal game. Nothing yeah. weird ever happens there. Uh, but beyond that, it's this is a measuring stick because both Washington and UCLA have just beaten the crap out of everybody's kind of been put in front of them. Washington's schedule is significantly better, at least on paper. Uh, although Michigan State is looking worse and worse uh, every single week. But this could be the Penix party. Yeah, and yeah, that's the other side of this is UW can finally go on the road and win a game because they've been up in Seattle for the first month of the season. And Michael Penix Jr. on national TV, he can make a statement. Look, this could can... be a Heisman game. No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> Stop. No. Uh this could be a very good game for Michael Penix Jr. But I'm not going to call it a Heisman game on a Friday night at 7.30 on ESPN. No, not going to do that? Uh, No, I'm not going to go that far. But you have two things that are happening right here, right? So I mentioned that seven-game win streak for UCLA. Washington has not trailed all season long, period. They have not trailed that. Is that good? At any point this year, they have not trailed. Now, I am I'm fascinated to see because I, I still don't know, just as like we didn't know what BYU was, um, when when Oregon beat them, Michigan State, they took one to the chops last weekend as well. And they they're a two and two team that was ranked eleventh in the country. Now Washington can go and, and put another one on the chin of a team that may be undefeated, but if they make them look silly then there's no excuse for Washington to be overlooked anymore by no. anybody, whether you're a pollster or anybody else, because you, how many things can you ho- try to hold against UW at this point? Their offense has been explosive, and they have been dominant. Their defense has been lights out against inferior competition, but their secondary has been a work in progress, but they've answered every single question to this point. They haven't trailed at any point in, in the year, and they would then have a win over their number 11 team in the country and then nearing October in the first college football weekend of October, um, you would have them beat another unbeaten team in, in UCLA and do it on the road. If they do it in impressive fashion, watch out. UW is, is a for real program. They should be taken seriously. Hopefully it opens up some more eyes. What's going to be really interesting about this is if you take a look at how things are currently stacking up in the Pac-12, there's a clear demarcation line of six teams. 
from Oregon State up, if you take a look at it, uh, Oregon State's averaging 37.8 points per game. Everybody above them is your, your undefeateds and uh, Oregon, right? Yeah. So UCLA's at 41.8, Utah at 42, yeah, USC at 42.3, Washington at 44. You have got six offenses, different schedules and everything else, mm-hmm. but the Huskies are, are getting all this love because Penix is second in the country in total touchdown or total yardage. And the offense like, is insane. They're doing it with a new receiver every week, too. That's the, that's the crazy part of this. But what's also crazy is that UCLA is only 100 yards behind them in total yardage. They, they are they are putting again. They are pasting everybody that's going in front of them, regardless of the schedule being subpar. They are still going out there and putting up video game numbers. DTR is not putting up Penix's numbers, but he's putting up like top twenty in the country numbers. Yep. And their running game is phenomenal, yep. best in the conference, yep. hands down. Yep. So you look at how these two teams are going to line up. Which defense shows up? It's going to be offense, 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 offense. It's going to be you know Pac-12 storylines of, of five, six years ago. Which which defense shows up? Because as of yet, neither of these teams have been tested on that side of the ball. <laughs> well, you talking about UCLA with South Alabama. <laughs> what, what do they put up? Did they put up twenty eight on them. Uh, thirty one. Thirty one. They put up thirty one points on them. In in what was a? I mean, it looked like they were sleepwalking through that game. Um, but for UW, I mean, they've been. They've been just a, they, what both of these teams have done is what you should do against inferior opponents, which is beat the brakes off of them. And I, I'm excited for this to see uh, on my DVR when I go to rewatch games what this one looks like. Because uh, look, I'm not going to watch this thing live. Um, I'm not going to be glued to my television tonight at 7:30 to watch that game. No, I'm gonna. We didn't. We don't have a game tonight. Coach that I'd be coaching in, so I'm going to be going to another game instead because Friday night mm. is for high school football. I will go Thursday back and I will, even now. <laughs> yeah, because of an official shortage. But I'm looking forward to this game and seeing what is a, what both of these teams are made of and which one kind of which cream kind of rises to the top. Uh, because I, I love what Kalen DeBoer's done at UW. Chip Kelly, his offense is as explosive as ever. Um, this is going to be a fun game, and it's only two and a half point spread tonight. Uh, 7.30 on ESPN. Other games of note, sneaky good game. Sneaky mm-hmm. good game. You got Cal going up to Wazoo. Can Pullman, uh, in, in going up to Pullman, can Washington State pick themselves up by their bootstraps after a disappointing game where, I mean, look, Kuganit was something that everybody got the good laugh out of for a really long time. They exercised those demons, the Cougs did. The last game that I can remember a true Cougarette was the New Mexico Bowl, and I think that was like Mike Leach's first year. It was like Mike Leach's first year. They played in the New Mexico Bowl, and they Cougged it at the end, and they found a way to lose, I think, to Colorado State even. Right? It's been a really long time since we saw a meltdown like that happen for Washington State. They get a Cal team in this week that they've been defense, 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 defense. Last week, their offense, offense put up 49 points against Arizona, and they pulled out a win. And they ran the hell out of the ball. At 200, they were right back at like 200. Jaden Ott had like 264 yards or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, he got loose. Um, and for the Cougs, man, I, I really I really hope that they can get this thing back on track. But you got Dickert and Wilcox. And what we learned last week is when you have two defensive coaches, of course – of course the score is going to be in the 40s. Because the tracks. Absolutely. Uh, but that game's tomorrow on the Pac-12 network at, at 2.30, where, man, 
is Cal going to be one of those teams that they're going to be competitive and going to be that tough out? Or is Washington State going to be the team that um, it could be, you know, a, a, a dark horse contender after the way they started this season for the Pac-12 North? I am really – the beginning of the week, I, was, I looked at this game and I was like, that should be a fun game. The closer it's gotten to this game, the more I'm like, this could be a really good game, but also a really good measuring stick of kind of the cross-pollination between the teams that we really haven't seen a ton of yet. Yeah, And it, it works as a measuring stick, not only for them, but as they play other teams going forward. And I, 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 that's something I always, the further we get into the season, I, I always love that how that kind of comes together, especially when you get further into the season with more undefeateds. Okay. The other two games in the Pac-12 that don't in, involve the Ducks or the Beavs, mm-hmm. I could not care less about either of these games. No. You have got Colorado going to Arizona, where Colorado may be one of the worst. Well, they are the worst Power 5 program in the country. But how about this? Do you know what the Colorado Buffaloes combined opponent's record is this season? Mm-hmm. They've played TCU, Minnesota, UCLA, uh, and Air Force. The combined they record, lost? their combined record of their opponents is fourteen and one. Who who's the loss? Are they Air Force. Have Air Force lost one game. <laughs> so, as humiliating as Colorado's season has been to this point, They've their opponents are schedule. Their opponents are pretty good. Now, granted, they're losing like forty nine to nothing in these they games. They're getting dump trucked. <laughs> But their schedule's pretty tough. And then the other game I do not care about is Arizona State at USC. I saw that uh, the Pac-12 was trying to hype this game up. They made like a really cool-looking graphic. But it's like you're you're sending the Sun Devils to slaughter in the Coliseum this weekend. This is going to be this is going to get very ugly. Arizona State is not a good football program, and they are in an absolute dumpster fire. Oh right yeah, now. no, it is a complete and utter tailspin right now. If if yeah, honestly, if USC doesn't hang fifty, I'll be disappointed. A fitty burger, huh? I mean, it, okay, let me, let me rephrase Actually, this. yeah, you're right. They probably should. They should, but if they take Caleb and they sit him at half yeah. and they don't score as much, that's fine. Mm. Um, ooh, here's a great question. Uh, this person says, come on, there's going to be more Fusky fans at the Rose Bowl than at Cronin. That's where Jesuit plays. Ooh, are there more Husky fans than UCLA fans at this game? I think there might oh, be. Oh, I'm taking the over on that. You think yeah. I th- I think there may be more Husky fans. Yeah, than no, UCLA I said this fans. yesterday. The, the whole idea, like if, if you're if you're a Husky fan with a little bit of extra, extra scratch in your pocket right now, and you're looking around at this dreary, foggy, crappy weather that just went woof over the Northwest real quick, why not hop in a plane, get a fly into Ontario dirt cheap? Well, there's just a bunch of there's already a, just a bunch of UW alums down in but the saying, LA like, area. But even if you're up, even if you're up here, this is a, this is a great idea to extend your summer one more weekend. Head down to L.A. for the weekend on the cheap. Go watch your your, your Huskies take on the, the old Bruins and uh, make uh, UCLA feel bad for not having any fans. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. All right, 503-250-1080. That'd be the fan text line. Uh, the Beavs, they've got a tough trip ahead of them. they got to go down to Salt Lake City tomorrow. Uh, let's start talking about Beavs Utes next on the fan. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she drank and pulled up. She put the lime in the cooking, now she called a doctor, woke him up and said, This is a deep cut from the... Jeff Rustin anthology here. Is this is this Yacht Rock, though? No. I'm sorry. Excuse me? Okay. Sorry, Russ. We go through this every week with you. If whatever Russ says is Yacht Rock is Yacht Rock. How is this not? I don't know. I think it, this it doesn't is more feel like, like it. No. No. <laughs> but I like the song. It's a good song. I mean, I'm going to have it stuck in my head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. I don't think he was saying thank you to that. <laughs> I bring you a sandwich, and this is what you do to me. Rude. All right, uh, we got the du- uh, the Ducks and Cardinal. We'll get to that game coming up uh, a little bit later in the show. It'll be right here on the fan, 8 o'clock. Um, it's also on FS1, I believe. But uh, the Beavs head down, and they have a tilt with Utah on the Pac-12 Network, an 11 a.m. kick. That's That's early, but... It would be a far bigger issue if teams didn't practice in the morning. <laughs> you know, It's not going to be a jolt to the system. What is going to be the jolt to the system is the fact that um, you're going down to Salt Lake City and you're going to be playing a little bit out soon. You're going to be playing a team that is going to want to wear on you. Utah, Utah's offense is far better than it was you know, five, ten years ago. And that has to do with Cam Rising, the quarterback. When you have a running back like Thomas in the backfield, they can do it through the air, on the ground. They are a well-oiled machine that just seems to get better as the season goes on, averaging 42 points a game. The incredible part about what Utah is, though, and what Kyle Whittingham has built down there, they are still a defensive team. And they are one of the best defensive teams in the country, yet again. They average 42 points a game on offense, on the defensive side of the ball, they only allow 14. They only allow 244 yards per game. Oh, that's a big difference. And what you have to do is play mistake-free football when you go down, especially down to Salt Lake, uh, because they have a great environment down there at Rice-Eccles Stadium as well. And that is one of the things that we saw from the Beavs last week. It was their fatal flaw. There were two things that absolutely crushed uh, the Oregon State Beavers. The four turnovers, the four interceptions uh, by Chance Nolan, and then penalties in big situations and in big plays. The, the, for in large part, the officials kept the the flags in their pockets, and it was a more clean game for Oregon State than what we've seen in the past. But you cannot go on the road and play your season average, which Oregon State is is averaging sixty six yards in penalties per game. Er. That is 101st in the country. It's not great. It's not good at all. No. Utah averages 45 yards per game in penalties, right? 
they play a clean brand. And if you, if you are going to go down there and play in that raucous environment mm-hmm. and where it will be loud, the Beavs have got to clean up the penalties if they're going to win that game. Again, they were they were far better last week against yes. USC. Far better. But they followed that up by not playing a clean brand of football in the sense of not valuing the possession you got to take turnovers. care of the ball, clean up the turn, and clean up the, the penalties. You look at Utah statistically, uh, they're allowing 132 yards passing a game. Is that good? It, it, I, I think that's decent. I think that's decent. Um, what's funny is Colorado is uh, giving up the second least passing yards in the Pac-12 at 144 a game. The difference being they're giving up 1,300 yards total rushing so far, or 325 yards a game. Well, yeah, because nobody needs to throw the ball against them. Which, I mean, kind of makes sense. But back to Utah. This is, this again, this is an opportunity for Oregon State if they want to show that they are making that step. We talked about this in the lead-up from Pac-12 Media Days to the first three weeks of the season leading into USC. Oregon State has an opportunity here to get one of two, yep. whether it was USC or Utah. Yep. And not doing it isn't some kind of failure. No. Winning the first three, hell yes. That was already growth. Yep. But if they can steal one of these, that's the – Oh, that's the feather in the cap. That's the next real step. That's the next maturation or next version of this Oregon State team is that not only can they steal one from a team, you every time you see them on the schedule, you have to worry about them as a program because they are that team that's going to take care of the regular stuff, yeah. but also they can be a giant killer on any given week. Hey, remember, we talk about this so often, and with this matchup, it's great. You know, the styles make fights, and they, stylistically, these two teams want to play the same brand of football. And remember last year when Utah came up to Reese and they ended up leaving with the beatdown, and it was, you know, 42 to 34. But where Oregon State made that rally was on the legs of B.J. Baylor, right? And they stayed within themselves, and they didn't try to to punch out of that fight and swing their way out of it. They stayed steady, and they stayed to their fight plan. And B.J. Baylor, 19 carries, 152 yards. You're going to need an effort like that. You know, Trey Lowe popped a, a couple of big ones. This is where it's so good to see Jam Griffin, you know, kind of emerging in the wake of, you know, Trey Lowe being out, is now you have... You can lean on Deshaun Fenwick. You can lean on Damian Martinez, and you can lean on Jim Griffin because you're going to need a stable of backs to just keep pounding the ball down Utah's throat, whether it is good, bad, or ugly. Because remember, last year it was like twenty. It was twenty-four to ten at halftime last year, and the Beats came out in the third quarter, and it was just bam, 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 and they got themselves back in that game, and they ended up putting their foot on the gas in that that second half. And it ended up being the difference, but they stayed within themselves in that game. And that's the thing that's going to be very important for them is that those mistakes, those shooting themselves in the foot, the the interceptions. I, I don't expect Chance Nolan to have four picks. I don't. I just. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But does that change? Does that? Is there a lack of confidence? Is there a little bit of hesitation of of letting Chance Nolan? do what he needs to do, and I, I wonder if that ends up becoming their undoing because mm. letting Chance Nolan do what he did in the first three weeks is what won them those games. Yeah. L- working off the play action, hitting the passes over the top, that is part of who they are now. So I, I'm very interested to see how that balance ends up shaking out 
is there an adjustment in play calling? Is there more of a lean on Jam Griffin? Is there uh, more of a lean just on the running game in general? Or do they trust Chance Nolan to bounce back after what was a very bad weekend? Well, and getting Treshawn Harrison back in the mix too. I remember Treshawn had a huge game uh, last week against or last year against Utah. He kept pretty quiet against USC a week ago. Yeah, and he's got to make sure that when he does get his hands on the ball, he brings it in. Time to get to it. Uh, the worst day on the web next on The Fan. First is Russ with Sports Center. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. time for today's worst day on the web with Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Well, that sucks. It is time for the worst day on the web. Uh, it's a good one today, buddy. Mm. I mean, it's a good one if uh, you're not named Kyler Murray because yep. uh, Sean oh, no, McCoy, uh, former uh, running back in the old NFL and now commentator, I believe he's with Joy Taylor on Fox. Oh, Shady, Shady's got a big gig? He's, yeah, he's got a big gig now. Uh, but he said today... Uh, Remember when LaShawn McCoy tried to host an orgy and had an MDA sign? Oh. <laughs> am, I, am I the only person that remembers that? I think so. Well, I guess you're the only one who didn't sign the NDA. So, loser. here it is. This is from 2015. LaShawn McCoy advertises a private females-only party in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> Did it happen? Um, do, 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 do. um, okay. He addressed the females only party flyer at the Bills training camp. And specifically, he would like the record to reflect the party went down and it wasn't profane at all. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so, because he said, he said, for the record, it was no big orgy or anything. So I guess he didn't have a big orgy. It was a small orgy. Where everybody had to sign NDAs. Okay. He just said, I should have never taken blame for it, but for the record, there was no weird orgy thing going on. Okay. What a great press conference that one is. It's not a weird orgy. It's a very standard orgy. That's what it came down to. When he was asked about the confidentiality agreements about his party, he told reporters... uh, he's answered. He's answered enough questions for the day. There you go. So the party went down. NDAs were signed. And as far as you're concerned, it was a very normal orgy, Dusty. And nothing weird happened. I swear. <laughs> Just nobody can talk about it yeah. except for me. Exactly. Uh, uh, speaking of talking about things, Lashawn McCoy funny. had a lot to say about Kyler Murray. In fact, he called him he's trash. He plays like a high school player. The exact quote. Uh, was from the I Am an Athlete podcast. Mm. Uh, McCoy said he's trashed. Over ha- oh. Oh, oh, he's trash. Overhyped. Overrated. Jeez. He plays like a high school player. Runs around. <laughs> runs backwards. 
does a circle, the ballerina circle, then goes left, goes right, turns all the way around again, then looks for a wide receiver. That's not how you play quarterback. But he's not done, Dusty. He said he's not wrong though. Hold on, can, can we just say he's not like the running around thing? Yeah, no, he's not wrong. He is very high school. But what makes Kyler Murray so impressive is that he, he can do, do that high school stuff in the NFL. Like that twenty second two point conversion that they ran against the Raiders. I totally forgot about that. What it happened? was in. Sanity. No. He was sitting there running around the field making NFL players look stupid. You're enjoying this. I'm, well, I'm sorry. Monster. Uh, speaking of enjoying things, LaShawn McCoy wasn't done. He said he ain't Mahomes, said McCoy. who spent the 2019 season in Kansas City. Also true. Let me tell you about Mahomes real quick. The majority of Mahomes' passes are based on timing. Third step, hit, boom, balls out. Fifth step, boom, balls out. Now, sometimes he goes off strip, off script. We can all do that, but not every pass. Every pass, Kyler is holding the ball. Let's make a miracle. Every game he's played, watch him play. It's really embarrassing, to be honest. Like, who's coaching this kid? Huh. He's not done. He, he ain't reading no coverages. <laughs> when a quarterback is running around like that all day, all night, all game, that's because he's not reading any coverages. Yikes. Which, if you take a look back at all of this, this is basically Sean McCoy saying, Kyler spends too much time playing Call of Duty and not enough time studying. Yikes. But he just did it in the biggest jerk way possible. It, he, not against it either. Not a single thing that LaShawn McCoy said was wrong when he was talking about Kyler Murray, the, the quarterback, and holding on to the ball too long, running around, kind of playing a high school version of it. But it, it, it's also one of those things where it's like he just went over the top with describing it, you know, calling him trash. I mean... I wouldn't call him trash. It's incredible what he's able to do. Could you imagine, though, if somebody was able to harness what he does Could you and actually make him damn? effective? Yeah. I mean, he would be he'd be an incredible quarterback, and, but at his stature, he also is not a guy that can be a traditional pocket passer, right? He's got to be off balance and off script a little bit because, what, are you going to create a a normal pocket and have him just step up and make thrust. No normal passing lane for your five foot 10 quarterback, but he's not five ten either. There's no way he's five ten. Um, <laughs> but he is like when you, when he talks about Mahomes, like Mahomes does get the ball out so quickly. But one of the things that makes Patrick Mahomes great too, is that he can run around like Kyler Murray can, but he doesn't do it nearly as much as Murray does because of the fact he gets the ball out of his hand so quickly. So, like, nothing that LaShawn says is is wrong. Boy, he just really takes it to Kyler in that, though. I mean, that sounds like Ooh, that sounds personal. Nelly. And it, it sounds like it's pretty well-informed, the, the level he goes to there. Yeah. Like, maybe somebody in the Arizona locker room is maybe telling him, uh, my quarterback doesn't know a damn thing. I don't know. I'm just, that's me between the lines. Uh, the Google bot says... Kyler Murray measured at five foot ten at the combine. There's no well. Remember, he did his stretching. He did his stretching before that. Mm, got that got that spine elongated. He, he was doing like the uh, what what what's the the invert inversion table? table? Yeah. yeah, he was doing like the inversion the table board, stuff. Board stretcher. <laughs> I love that. Um, I I absolutely love Kyler Murray though, and the the fact that he does what I well, I don't like his personality. That's my downfall with Murray. I can appreciate a guy who scrambles, oh, he's talented, plays though. off script, makes plays. His personality, though, just rubs me the wrong. Yeah, no, way. I, I like I don't like wish like terrible things on on him, but yeah. I, I also don't wish good things for him. Yeah, could you imagine if he had like a hearty chuckle? He'd be a lovable guy. Like if he leaned like into a little, like, little teddy bear. Yeah, I was saying, he leaned into like being an Ewok. 
Yeah, but no. But no, he's just kind of a D-hole. Yeah. <laughs> this text is a great one. Video game Murray is better than real Murray. Yes. Yeah, because you don't have to put up a cantankerous dude See, in video game. But here's the thing with, with Kyler Murray that would be incredibly frustrating is you want a guy that can do it in the pocket and is on script and on time because of those last-minute drives, right? What he did against the Raiders is not sustainable if you need multiple game-winning drives in a season, right? Mm-hmm. Like Because you'll get these flashes where it's greatness, but a lot of the times we've seen him on primetime fizzle out in those in those drives where he has to – it's one drive, you have the ball in his hands, you got to make it down the field because he can't get the ball out of his hands that quickly. And that is where – when the rubber meets the road with Kyler Murray, that's going to be his biggest downfall and his lack of film study, apparently. Well, I mean, uh, we still have a little bit more than three weeks till Call of Duty comes out, so uh, Cardinals can be relevant for another three weeks. <laughs> this is also one of the weirdest things ever is that his his addiction to video games... Got worked into his contract and well, then taken out. What is it with players in Arizona, in Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton and Kyler Murray? The kids, and then you have the whole Diamondbacks roster because they're all not good. Yeah, no, that's. But at least Aiton and Murray are good. But here's the thing: I think when you live in Arizona, you're not doing stuff outside. Yeah, you know, guys, got to keep it inside, huh? All right, five zero three two five zero ten eighty. That is the fan text line. Danny Dusty on the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. You know, we, we started this hour talking about UW and UCLA uh-huh. on ESPN tonight. And that will be the Battle of Unbeatens. You know what is a weird conference right now? And they whooped up on the Pac-12 last year. The Mountain West. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to go outside of that. Like, did I miss another no. conference that did that? No. the Well, really every other conference. Um, but the Mountain West had great success uh, against the uh, Pac-12 last year, especially San Diego State uh, and Fresno State. Both those programs are, are reeling right now, as is Boise State. We didn't really talk about this at all this week. In a weird spot. They fired their offensive coordinator after they lost to UTEP. Mm-hmm. Right, their quarterback is in the transfer portal. They have named uh, Taylor Green their starter. Yeah, well, the Hank Bachmeyer thing is is really interesting because Hank Bachmeyer was a four star recruit out of high school. Mm-hmm. He had offers from Georgia, US, uh, USC. He had any he had his pick of schools that he could have gone to, and he chose Boise State because of the fit. And his ability to play and play early. And really, under Andy Avalos, it has been a slow decline in their offense. And it came to a head with the firing of their OC this week. I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, I'm just, I'll leave that one alone. As soon as you said Andy Avalos, and I don't know, it just kind of went down that road of uh, offensive ingenuity. I don't know. Well, he's a defensive guy. That's what I mean. Like, eh, you know. Well, he. You would think with Avalos, who is, he, by all accounts and every encounter that I had with him, he is such a sharp dude. Like, he is one of the sharpest defensive minds, and he is super innovative, and he's not a micromanager. It, it is usually people are attracted to 
a guy like that, especially on the offensive side of the ball, somebody who will let you do your thing and is basically you put up points, we'll stop them. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm stunned by they get they how flat it fell and how quickly offensively Boise State has fallen apart. Yeah, and that's it's weird because it Chris Peterson built up a hell of a program. Dan Hawkins. I mean, it's, it's, Chris Peterson. I mean, they did it, man. Pokey that, Allen. Former Willamette head coach Dan Hawkins. There you go. the the found The foundation for that program is yeah. pretty damn solid. Mm-hmm. There are just there have been some missteps along the way. Yeah, and I think brick by brick, it's kind of coming down, and it's lost some of its identity. I don't think that any Duck fan out there would have said that if you would have taken the two coordinators, Andy Avalos and Marcus Arroyo and said which one is going to be leading the Mountain West in th- th- two or three years. I don't think anybody would have said Andy Avalos at UNLV, but guess who's on top of the Mountain West at 3-1 and one this season? <laughs> UNLV. And they're putting up some funny numbers offensively. Their only loss, UNLV's, is a 20-14 to 14 loss at Cal. Um, they put up 58 against North Texas. They beat uh, uh, Utah State on the road last week. 34 to 24. Right now, Marcus Arroyo, greater than Andy Avalos at Boise State. And Boise State had a running head start there. And that's what kind of makes me wonder like, what's going on at Boise State. Because if you put those two guys on paper, yep. I. I don't know anybody that isn't going to end up on Avalos' side. Avalos is a hell of a recruiter. That's that's one thing that we know. But tonight, you have Boise State playing uh, San Diego State. And if you're wondering why Hank Bachmeyer can enter the transfer portal right now, it's because he's a graduate. Um, so any player that has not graduated has to wait until the, the portal window opens, I think in January. Mm. But if you've already graduated and you qualify as a graduate transfer, you can enter the portal right now. You can just peace out. Okay, that was, yeah. that was interesting because when I heard that he was entering the portal he was going to go, I was like, I thought we were past this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. closed down the portal to anybody who's not a graduate. So he's going to be a hot name and some team looking for a quarterback. They could strike gold with Hank Bachmeyer because he threw for 3,000 yards last year. He's not some bum out there. Uh, it is a greater issue that they got going on at Boise State right now. Um, and, yeah, like this this Texas is not a good look for San Diego State this year at all. Uh, no, not with everything that's going on with the rape allegations. Right? Yeah, punter. Three former players, yeah. including the former punt god, Matareza, which Ooh. the fact that you haven't heard anything about that is not a good sign for Matareza no. or San Diego State. Not a peep from anyone, which usually means they're working on uh, how bad this is going to be. Well, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, when you said the, there's another conference out there that was that beat up the Pac-12, I'm like, it was a Mountain West. Like, the way you phrased that, I thought you were going to be like the Sun Belt or Conference USA. And I'm like, did like another conference just beat the hell out of the Pac-12 last year that I missed? Or? No, all of them did. <laughs> All of them did. It was yes is the answer to that question. Yeah, that'll happen. But they're not this year. I think Pac-12 is 24-9 in non-con. Listen, I'm, I'm looking forward. Good, I, I need some more Pac-12 fun belt games in my life. No, we don't need that. We no? just need the fun belt to stay to itself. But the fun belt is, is nothing but fun. They're, only when they play on Wednesdays. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's true. I, I, listen, fun belt hey, Wednesdays. Guess what? It's coming. Hey. It's coming. Weird football season is – I think it may us. be in a couple of weeks – I think we even get in a couple of weeks, we get like some Wednesday games popping up here soon. 
which I am totally here for. Uh, yeah, Wednesday, October 12th, Louisiana taking on Marshall. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, get me in on that. Wednesday just, night football. Just, just saddle down for the old TV. Let me see what's on right now. Fun belt on Wednesday? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, especially Marshall. Marshall's been fun this year. Live from Huntington, West Virginia. You ever been to West Virginia? No, I, I was just going to say, that may be the one state in the entire union I have no zero desire just, to go to. It's very different. It's, it's I have zero desire it's to go there. It's very, very different. What uh, is there to do in West Virginia? Uh, mine pole. Drink beer. Mountain Play mama. Oh, oh, John Denver? Yeah. John Denver. Wait, John you, Denver? You, you do John Denver in West Virginia? Take some country roads. Yeah. Hey, listen, have you, have you seen the West Virginia helmets yet? Obesity? They have, they have country they roads, like, tagged on the helmet. Yeah, I know. Thing. It's so cool. It's a great song. It's a, I mean, is there anything more fitting for a university? Mm. Like, is Oregon ever going to put shout on their helmets? Uh, well, they did literally dress like a duck, so I'm not going to rule anything out Fair. for the University of Oregon. Uh, but you could. You could put shout on there. Well... They did have their fight song was on the stripe of the carbon fiber helmets, Mighty Oregon. Oh, that's right. Those are actually pretty damn cool, too. Yeah, and they were on the pinstripes of the baseball uniforms, too, I believe. Uh, not, I, haven't, I haven't got a lot of Oregon baseball. Not a, and that was not a great look. Yeah. That was not a great Listen, look Listen, Oregon, they, they, yeah. they, they, they serve some looks. Yeah. They, some are fantastic. Some are diamond plate. Wow. Look, I'm looking at the top things to do in West Virginia. kind of looks like Oregon. <laughs> Oh no, it's it's flatter Oregon, because like, it's, it's it's the Appalachian. It's Appalachian, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's like the new number one thing to do there, according to TripAdvisor, I is can... the New River Gorge ATV Adventure Tour. Yeah. Then you got white water rafting, mm-hmm. more white water rafting, mm-hmm. zip lining, mm-hmm. uh, ooh, side by side tours, basically rafting and dangling from things, whether it's yeah. a bridge, a tree, rope, you know, and cousin loving. Yeah, I was. I was I mean, saying, don't don't want to rule that out. Yeah, you got a you got a mighty fine looking wife there, McCaskill. You know what? Maybe I do want to go to West Virginia. It's it's like it, it's pretty. There's areas of that of it's it's very nice. I will still put it at the bottom of my list. Oh no, it's definitely it's 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 down at the bottom with mm. Connecticut and Vermont. Can the Ducks avenge an embarrassing loss down on the farm last year? Danny Dusty on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.